pickaxe. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code SPOTIFY for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. This episode is brought to you by Reese's Peanut Butter Cups. In breaking news, leading scientists worldwide are conducting experiments to determine if Reese's Peanut Butter Cups are the perfect combination of peanut butter and chocolate. However, it appears the study was inconclusive, as the scientists couldn't help but eat all the Reese's. Because when you want something sweet, you can't do better than Reese's. Find Reese's now at a store near you. Welcome to the Chancing Hammers podcast. We've been running board game cafes around the UK for the past seven years now. From Hindus to family reunions, first dates to breakups, we've recommended the perfect game for every situation, and now we want a fresh challenge. Every episode, we'll be inviting a guest on to put our board game knowledge to the test. We'll come armed with an abstract and absurd scenario, and it's up to us to figure out what that situation calls for and recommend a game that totally sharpens their pun game. <laughs> Whoever's recommendation our guest loves the most will score a point, and at the end of the series, one person will be crowned the Titan of Board Games. Da, da, da. Thank you. Um, I'm one of your hosts, uh, Richard Scarsbrook. I founded Chance Encounters, and I believed that when I was three, I could read in French. I subsequently forgot, but I, I, I don't know. I, uh, Asterix and Obelisk was no problem for me. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I'm joined by my co- <laughs> I was just saying, was that because you read a book in English that's set in France and just assumed you could read French? No, I, I apparently... I, for, I have this really clear memory that I was just sitting on the sofa reading a French version of Asterix and Obelisks and... I was like, yeah, I read this. And then my parents were like, that's in French. And I'm like, yeah, it's fine. <laughs> I totally understood what was going on. And I, I don't know. Why. And then I was just like, oh, I just forgot how to do French. And I was like, okay. Sure. Maybe <laughs> yeah, we should invite your child prodigy. Yeah. Maybe I was. You know? Maybe we should invite your parents onto the podcast next. So they can tell you how I read a book in French. Just question your childhood a bit. <laughs> <laughs> I probably forgot a lot of it based on the fact that I also forgot an entire language. So, <laughs> uh, I am joined by my other host, Ben. Hi, I'm Ben. I uh, record videos with the Yogscast. I'm a massive nerd and I love board games. Um, I have zero language abilities, but I could tell you um, over a, a thousand different registry numbers for Battletech mechs, which I feel like is essentially a different language, but far less useful. <laughs> It's a real niche, isn't it? <laughs> yeah. Very technical language. We, of course, joined by uh, Game Guru Russ. Hello, I'm Russell. I work for Chance Encounters um, under various various titles, but I'm currently uh, currently very concerned about the box design of certain games because I don't know if you know this, but uh, Obama Llama and uh, mm -hmm. Tranquility both come in this really weird uh, box that when you pick it up off the shelf. The bottom 
slips out and causes cards oh. to fall out everywhere. So oh. currently getting very frustrated at that particular kind of design. Uh, that's currently my worry at the cafe, but uh, oh, yeah, I wasn't I, worried about that at all until you mentioned it. And yeah, now it's all I, I can think about. It's the only way to pick it up because um, you pick it up in one hand, which I guess is the difference between games, other boxes where you just pick them up with two hands, or you've got mm. that sort of like ability to pick it up like a, you know, and hold the lid and the case and the and the box base together. But for some reason, these games just don't. You pick it up and it just falls out everywhere, and it's very frustrating. So yeah, um, good games, that's, just bad, bad box design. <laughs> Quite, uh, quite bad when whenever you're out in the public and your bottom falls out. <laughs> Never a good luck. No. We are joined by our guests. We have two, Fket and Elaine from No Pun Included. Hello. Hello. Hi. Well, I'm Elaine. So- this is Fket. <laughs> thank you so we much are from for no joining pun us. Included. <laughs> it's what the, it says so on the tin. Yeah, no, thank you. Uh, so you guys do amazing work with the board game community, doing loads of reviews and various other bits as well. Um, so thank you so much for taking the time out and joining us. Thank you for having us. Uh, it's actually not entirely implausible that you were reading in French uh, at three years old. Uh, some layman's linguistics knowledge. I, I did like a course in linguistics in uni and we did language acquisition and actually, children have an amazing capacity to just absorb foreign languages because to them, it's all just language. So mm. they're le- like you're learning effectively at the same time as you're learning to speak or read uh, in English. You're doing the same with any language. So Yeah, but only if you're exposed to it. Y- yeah, but if you mm. expose yourself by reading a comic book, something as a child oh, you I actively see. want to do, you would be able to do it. What? Wow. I know. And then you just let it rot and it atrophied away. You've, yep, you've, exactly. You've gained and lost a skill. If only I had read more Asterix and Obelisks <laughs> over the years in French. There you go. Gosh. That's fascinating. I, 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 yeah, I think that um, I really wish it's my biggest regret as, as like a kid is not learning another language, especially living in Wales where there is another language, Welsh, and just feeling that would have been so useful to me nowadays. Um, and so, yeah, I've always regretted not having learned a language because it's so easy as you said when it's when you're a kid because it's just like mm. just another thing that you're learning but that's well, really it's, fascinating it's it is actually in fact i too late for you now um <laughs> because because uh, and i don't know how outdated this information is because this was like mid noughties early noughties that i learned this but apparently like your brain's ability to acquire languages shuts down like almost entirely by the time you're 12 years old. However, up until you are 12, you can, just by exposure, learn up to 20 languages and differentiate between them. Wow. I I know. I mean, kind of impressed by that also, like, I just imagine getting those languages mixed up all the time would be sort of (laughs) common, you know? That's typical, isn't it? Because you don't start learning a language in British schools until about 13, years old mm. they've timed that perfectly yeah. <laughs> like, let's just make it as hard as humanly possible <laughs> oh my guys i uh i think they haven't i mean not that we need to go into the schooling system of the, of the uk <laughs> i suppose i'll just yeah, go off with another tangent exciting right yeah <laughs> i know i know that currently uh there's people uh campaigning to have uh british sign language taught as a gcse mm. because currently there's like french spanish german whatever right but there's <laughs> there's nothing there's no choice uh so and and british sign language would be a lot more useful i think mm. to a lot of people than yeah um french german or spanish it's a good idea 
Mm, isn't it? My little. So I recently became a father, and uh, congratulations. There's, thank you. Um, there's a, 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 a an activity you can go to, which is called sing and sign. And I'm not a hundred percent sure if the the sign language that it's associated with is just for babies or whether is or not it Makaton? Sorry, is it Makaton? Sing and sign. I is it Makaton? Like Mr. Tumble and his spotty bag. <laughs> I, my, my wife takes him to her and teaches okay. me the light sign language afterwards. Okay. <laughs> um, but it's fascinating because the whole idea is that like the babies can sign before they can actually mm. speak and stuff. So you can have a lot more communication, which I think is incredible. And yeah, I totally would support uh, sign language in schools. Well, ever since I've seen dogs on TikTok talking using these buttons, like oh, nothing surprises me anymore. They are fascinating. <laughs> these are great. Oh gosh, we are really down a language rabbit hole. Shall I? Should we? Should we pull ourselves out of Bring this? It back. And go. We're actually welcome to the board game podcast section of this. I'm so glad you're here. Um, should we go with into the uh, the the absurd scenario or the scenario mm. that you guys have prepared? Shall we? Yes. Let's. let's. Okay. So here's the pitch. You are. On a tree, right? You're on a tree branch, mm -hmm. and below you is a bear. Now, you've met this bear, so you know a couple of facts about it. You know that it's hungry, and that it wants to eat you, right? <laughs> However, this bear is also asleep, right? Now, for unspecified reasons also, you must play a board game to completion, right? <laughs> However, <laughs> However, if a piece falls down, it will wake up the bear, who then will climb the tree and eat you. Wow, okay. What board game will you play? Ooh. Are we, are we talking, I'm on in the tree on my own? Is it that several of us up this tree? Um, I mean... There could be more than one of you. There could be yeah. more yes. than one. It's, uh, it's up to you, yes. Yeah. Okay. Is sound a factor? Like, mm. if, if it's a noisy game, if we're, talk, if we're communicating, if we're rolling dice... Is that going to wake up the bear, or is he only woken up by dropping things on him? Just, just if things fall down. I on think him. if you're very, very loud, if it's yeah. some kind of game which I can't think of that would have screaming in it, then that <laughs> would probably wake the mm. bear. But as long as it's like normal talking level, that's okay. Mm -hmm. That's like any game where I lose through an unfair move. <laughs> is, is screaming involved? <laughs> so is this a, is this a power move by the bear? Why is the bear currently sleeping and just like dragging out our inevitable death? Um, I, I, yeah, yeah, the, the bear's like, I, I can think, do this later. I think what has happened, actually, sorry to butt in, <laughs> mm -hmm. I think what has happened is that you're having a nice time, you've decided to climb a tree because, you know, climbing trees is fun, but mm -hmm. then the bear has toodled up to the tree and decided to take a nap. Which you've met previously. Which you've met previously. The bear was previously chasing you, I guess, I don't know, right. that's how you know it's hungry, uh, but you've climbed this tree at your leisure. Uh, yeah. Not running away from the bear, and the bear has decided to take a nap under the tree separately. Yeah, uh, and now you have to not wake the bear up. So the bear Ooh. does know we're there, or will only know that we're there when we drop a piece on them. Correct. Right. right. Mm. Okay. So we now need to play said board game for an ineffable reason. Mm -hmm. um, <laughs> to complete sure it's, it's obvious blatantly obvious we don't even need to get into it like yeah, we, yeah. i'm sure we all understand yeah. why the board game is important let's just move on <laughs> and in terms of the success we just need to finish a board game Correct. and then Correct. and then maybe the bear just wanders on yeah yeah yeah, yeah. exactly that's okay. what will happen he'll have had his nap and he'll yeah. have mm. wandered off yeah okay 
do we know how long roughly the bear will be sleeping for? Like, uh, are we going to be playing a game that's up to uh, it's up to yeah. us as well? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Oh, wow. The bear so will could... sleep the length of the board game. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Which must be at least ten minutes. Like, let's let's right, right. let's say okay. ten minutes. You know, right. we're not just going to do one round of rock paper scissors and get out of there. Yeah. <laughs> it is and a magical bear. Does like so we're up on this tree um, now? What's our like playing? Is that our playing surface just the branch of this tree? Correct. Like, is that something we've got to factor Correct. in? Oh gosh. Okay. Well, maybe like one of you know when a tree does this and splits. Yeah. It could be a yeah. Yeah. There could You're be like a, an adjacent branch. Yes. Right. Yeah. Yes. It's not like a single skinny branch that mm. you've all got to balance on <laughs> and play a game on. <laughs> And we can't cheat and be like, oh, this this house that I previously had climbed it also has a tree house in there that is set up for board games. <laughs> <laughs> no. and, and I guess the other thing is, is how strong is this tree? Because obviously it's enough to accommodate us. So I guess mm. and there's not going to be many board games that will accommodate us. Uh, sorry, that that will be too heavy to to be like accommodating the two people and this board game. This hardly going to factor in, right? Well, I don't think also, so. Yeah, it's the balancing that's the issue, I think. It can yeah. also accommodate the bear, mm. right? It, yeah. The bear could climb the tree. So, so can a board game, yeah. So could a bo- yeah, the mm. board game will be fine. Because I know you, you play a lot of bigger board games. Not in trees, though. No. <laughs> not yet. <laughs> and I guess well. it's, not about, it's not about, you know, pleasing you personally, right? It's about mm. you're going to pick the best... Survivor. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Who can last the longest. Um, yeah, okay. I, I, I'm, I'm thinking, obviously, games... I'm thinking games that are, like, self-contained are great for this because, um, you know, the less kind of risk you have of moving pieces outside would be great. But there's not actually that many games I can think of off the top of my head that are all self-contained. Yeah, I mean, it's a game you can play without a table, is it even a board game? Do we need <laughs> like a definition are... of a board game here? <laughs> what, what <laughs> well, about... That's what I'm wondering, because like, we could play, you know, 20 questions as a game to pass the time. Mm. Wouldn't drop any pieces, wouldn't need a table. <laughs> with yourself. But... <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm assuming there's other people stuck up this tree with me. Sure. There's so also, you, um... you decided to drag more people into this perilous situation just so that you have someone else to bounce off? Of course. All I'm right. not dying on my own. <laughs> but... <laughs> Just, if I, just, I die, I need it to be someone else's fault. I'm not. I'm not going to be. It can't be all on me. Um, also, how awful would you feel if you're the one that drops the piece? Like that would just you. You basically murdered us all. Also, mm. is there any of that um, famous uh, that famous saying about you don't have to. Um, you don't have yeah, to don't have run there. You just, just have to be the fastest friend. person. You have to beat the slowest player. Yeah. Yes. I am bringing my slowest friends with me up this tree. People with. <laughs> <laughs> I think, I I think say, the bear will know who dropped the piece. If someone yeah. drops a piece, someone. Oh, uh, that's on them. Okay. Oh, yeah, I like mm-hmm. that. So it maybe is a magic okay. Jenga, it is. High stakes Jenga. <laughs> wow. <laughs> there's, actually, there's actually a game called Dread, isn't there? Which uses there the Jenga yes. tower as mm-hmm. a sort of a, a mechanism in the game yeah. where you remove like, the piece. And if it mm-hmm. falls something bad happens and in this case something bad will actually happen yeah it's like a role-playing game without dice and so whenever you want to complete a, a challenge in the in it you pull a jenga piece out so the game starts off very easy but as it goes on the creeping dread increases as every task you perform gets harder and harder 
Mm, like a there's actually and uh, there's more uh, role playing games that use Jenga. There's a solo role playing game called The Wretched uh, that simulates you being hunted by an alien on a spaceship, and you're alone on the spaceship, and you must escape. Mm. Uh, and that you also uses a Jenga tower. Wow, that's cool. That. that sounds cool. I just feel like every ending is, and then they were eaten by the bat. <laughs> <laughs> I like I like how the only like stipulation was don't drop a piece and the first game you went to was Jenga where you literally <laughs> drop a piece all Definition. the time. You, yeah, you right. can't finish the game without dropping right. a piece. Ben's like, I'm gonna find uh, a way of killing the, my my nemesis. <laughs> this is gonna be the game of Jenga. Yeah, this is how my um, Sherlock Holmes fan fiction ends with Holmes and Moriarty stuck up a tree oh. playing at the Jenga for their lives. Yeah, I mean that's pretty good. I'd read that. <laughs> you would? Yeah, why not? What kind of tree would it be? Uh, Birch. Some sort of metaphorical tree, okay. I would say. Yeah, right. you know where where the tree is a symbol for family tree, right? Because okay. it's all about family. Okay, perfect. Mm. Like that. Mm. So yeah, do we need to like lay some ground rules about what counts as a board game? Um, I I think if like, we go down we... that rabbit hole, we might enter a territory to... from which we cannot come back mm. out. Presumably, it <laughs> needs to many contain arguments, but pieces similar. or things like. But yeah, I don't card. mean like board games. Let's not decide it for all time, but for the purpose of this scenario. Oh, okay. <laughs> Does yeah. there have to be a component, or can we recommend like games that happen entirely in your mind? Can I stipulate that it has to be a purchasable board game? Like, mm. if it's something you can buy, that counts. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I think okay. that's sensible. Mm -hmm. that's, a good, that's a good rule. Do you wish to know what season it is? Yeah, is it As to <laughs> whether, oh, man. Whether, right? whether there's, like, leaves that you can prop things up against or, mm. or whether the wind perhaps might pick up and knock things off. Yeah, when, when yeah. did we decide to climb this tree? Should we say... Hot summer. Hot summer, hot summer. Yeah. Hot summer. And mm. presumably sweat isn't one of those things we have to worry about dropping onto no. the bear, right? Sweat's fine. <laughs> <laughs> but sweat dropping on a component and then knocking it precariously off balance, oh, which then yeah. falls down. Like a Mission Impossible mm. style yeah. moment of tension. <laughs> yeah. That famous pop culture scene. Yeah, no, um <laughs> man, okay. I've I've got some thoughts, but I kind of just want to um, know more about how we met this bear. <laughs> Does the bear have a I love name? that we already know the bear. That's my <laughs> yeah. favorite part of it. Also, yeah. that the only two things we know about it are that it's hungry and it wants to eat us. And in which case, how did we find those things out about this bear <laughs> and not already be eaten? It's, I think... Sorry. It was, it was already... like Imagine like... Uh, a. It, televised show where you know each episode you run into the same bear and different <laughs> hijinks ensue and all you're trying to do is to survive like yogi bear yeah, yeah but, 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 but from the but, ranger side yeah <laughs> no, i was worried that this wasn't the first nemesis i'd invited up a tree uh, <laughs> but, oh, uh, yours oh, is wow. much nicer <laughs> this got dark mm. yeah <laughs> <laughs> Ben is uh, stone I think, cold. I think you've probably seen the bear <laughs> Taking like, this to all the wrong places. rifling through the trash. <laughs> and suddenly the bear sees you, does the surprised hamster face, <laughs> and locks onto you. Yeah, like this. Mm -hmm. Perfect. Locks onto <laughs> you. And then, so you realize he's hungry. Yeah. Instantly, you can read that bear's expression. He's just like, 
Yes. That was not as the hungry face. I'm sorry. Uh, I'll have <laughs> to get better at my face. But that was what? Poorly. Like, he didn't look very it well. It was. Mm. No. If you, uh, maybe he was rubbing his tummy a little bit, just trying to make <laughs> yeah. it really yeah. obvious. Yeah. 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 I love how all of this information is really relevant towards choosing a board game. <laughs> it is. <laughs> like, it is. Super so, important. Talking of, of board games, though, because I'm, I'm guessing, even though, you know, um, you aren't the ones up the tree, it'll be us. But I'm guessing, you know, we, we need to kind of play into what kind of games you enjoy a little bit. So do you have any game loves or, or gaming like turnoffs? Like, no, we'll never, never, ever go near a game like that. We're pretty much omni gamers. Yeah. Um, I think the, the only thing that puts me off in a game is where there is... Uh, take that as a central mechanism where mm. everything mm. kind of a revolves around that. Um, or if there is something like a player elimination uh, and then it's a very long game. Mm. So you end up mm. with someone sitting out for yeah. half an hour, an hour, whatever. <laughs> you don't like the big no-no's, right? Yeah, yeah sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, it's, mm. it's very basic what I don't like. Mm. I think that's true though, because a lot of player elimination, I feel like player elimination was a bigger thing back in the day in the early days of board games but i feel like mm. it's kind of um like taboo to do that in a game now and if you do see yeah. that i generally find it's from games from like smaller publishers that have sure. obviously maybe mm. just stepped into it because i i can't recall any game that has been from a known reputable publisher that has player elimination certainly not for the last few years I realise this bear scenario has a certain amount of player elimination. <laughs> <laughs> I just realised that as I said. Yes, it. I see what you <laughs> did you, there. You can say you can say what. Uh, no, I wasn't like going to say well. anything. No, no, because mm -hmm. yeah. you about like what games. You'd oh like yeah, to what choose, game? You know, what that, games I don't what you, like? What you don't I, like? I, yeah. I guess. I guess I just don't like really overwrought designs where, where like. Uh, you know, every idea was fine that we had when we made this game and no idea was bad. And so we put everything in there and just mm. everything exists now, um, you know, without rhyme or reason, which is a very kind of abstract, I guess, uh, you know, dislike, but it's mm. becoming more and more of a trend. So I think that's, I don't know, relevant maybe. Mm. Mm -hmm. No, that's fair. I find a lot of Kickstarters that I've played in the last year or so have been a bit kitchen sinky. Like clearly they've had a million ideas and then they've put them all up on the Kickstarter and people have read the ones that they like Yep. and everyone likes a different thing. So they, now they feel like, oh, well, we've got to have a bit of everything. Um, and then ends up, yeah, not all coming together as succinctly as a, uh, as maybe, you know, something from a more well-known publisher or designer who's just pruned it down to an elegant form. Mm. Mm. Do you think that is sometimes because of the fact that they've kind of already sold the game. So there's not so much of an incentive to make a game that's appeal appealing to mm. people who will see it on the shelf where it stands out amongst other games. Yeah. Because essentially Kickstarter is just like a shiny sales advert for a game. You don't have mm -hmm. to prove that it works. You just have to entice people enough just to look about good, that right? game. And then afterwards, when you've got people's money for it, you don't have to worry too much because you know they've kind of already bought the game. Well, I, I, I mean, I think that's a cynical way of looking at it, but not necessarily entirely <laughs> untrue. Uh, I, I think there is an element of, of uh, Kickstarter as a sales platform that basically locks you in into everything you've promised. 
Because yeah. as soon as you remove something, you'll have a lot of people saying, but you said that would be in there, mm. right? Mm -hmm. You sold me on this idea because I thought this would be in the game. And so mm -hmm. because it's no longer there, you have suddenly a lot of angry customers. Um, and that happens a lot and, and more and more lately, actually, because it, it's become that whatever you put on the campaign page, that's the promise and mm. the un, unspoken contract that all mm. of this will be in. Right. And of course, a lot of the times the games, when they go to Kickstarter, they aren't fully complete yet. Um, so so a publisher doesn't even really have a great idea whether the things that they promised will actually work in tandem mm. with with what they're trying to achieve. So I think there's a bit of that, um, you know, uh, that the Kickstarter as a platform itself is, is great for gathering money, but it further restricts uh, design into like these specific niches and tropes that are mm. already established. Mm. Um, I know you're a fan of Frosthaven. And one thing I remember from backing that um, game myself on Kickstarter was, it's one of the few games I've actually backed on Kickstarter, but I remember that since I can't remember exactly the timeline, but I believe that Frosthaven was kickstarted and then Gloomhaven Jaws of the Lion came out and then they had this innovation of doing the scenario books where the maps mm. were laid out on those. And I remember that being a point in one of the Kickstarter updates where he said, yes, I've been asked if we're going to do scenario books in Frosthaven, but ultimately decided no, because A, that's what I said would be in the game is the is mm. the tiles and b it's part of like a user created scenario thing that people do as part of the game and i don't want to sort of like leave those people out so i thought it's true what you said like that's the only instance yeah. i've had of a kickstarter saying we've promised this so we're sticking with it but at least he had a it felt like a good justification for it um rather than just it, and, and obviously I know that um, Isaac, uh, owner of uh, Cephal Affair Games, he hasn't run a bad Kickstarter yet, in my opinion. So I'm leaving him out of the very cynical view that I, I said earlier on. Um, yeah, I, I think he's flip-flopped on that actually a couple of times. Oh. Uh, and th then there was word that they are in fact going to do it, but it's going to come much later because of how much time it takes because uh, so many people went... We really want this. So I think it might be something that's available in the future, but who knows now, because now they're doing second edition of mm. Gloomhaven, you know, it's... it's but I, I think there's a difference between listening to people and including things that a lot of people have said, this is something mm. we would like, and mm. doing absolutely everything that everyone said, yeah. you should add this, you should add this, you yeah. should add this, and, and then it becomes a, a bit of a mess. Mm. But it's good to listen to people. Yeah. It I, is, but then you don't want to be pulled in literally a hundred thousand different directions right. mm. <laughs> right. end up with just homer's car from the simpsons <laughs> <laughs> i quite like that Such a good I, when i was a kid like when i saw that episode i thought that's that's a really cool car i don't know why all these people are booing in the audience <laughs> like it had a bubble this, this episode, the window. like what you're like this episode's so full of jokes but i don't get why they'd put a really serious cool car <laughs> yes. it's just the coolest car i've ever seen why does everyone hate this yeah, imagine having a bubble instead of a roof so like you're driving around and you just could see, oh i thought that'd be amazing <laughs> somewhat impractical why? you must admit why like, right. like a submarine or something. I don't All right, know. okay. Yeah, I, now I'm like, wait, why is it? Why is it impractical? I don't know. I just don't know enough about cars, but... 
Seems I mean, like a really cool idea. mechanically, it might be impractical. I don't know about anything else. It's ridiculous. <laughs> Is it? Okay, it's ridiculous. <laughs> I just Whatever. understood it was ridiculous because that was the... Jo- I mean, that was, that was, the, was, yeah. it was a joke yeah, right? in the show. I was like, this has <laughs> got to be ridiculous. But I didn't know anything about cars. cars back <laughs> Maybe then we just accepted it all at face value, right? Maybe and we now we're rethinking it years down the line. <laughs> just like board games. Mm. <laughs> you know that'll be the next tech Tesla design will be based on that. No. <laughs> I don't want it. <laughs> anyway, back to board games. Um, mm. uh, okay, so you like, so you just don't, no games with uh, player eliminations and uh, games that, uh, what was the other one? I forgot. We just uh, like about that are overall. Um, take that. Oh, take that. Yes. Take that okay. and they're overall. Cool. All right. Yeah. I think, so, I think I've. So the current scenario is mm-hmm. uh, we have a bear who is just, just chilling on the floor, having a bit of a cheeky nap um, for as long as the duration of a game that we take to play in a tree. The tree is during summer, so, you know, there's a little bit of heat maybe, but the UK, so anything <laughs> probably goes. Uh, but there probably are some some leaves there. I assume, assume there's leaves. Uh, we have... As many people as we want in this tree. Yep. It's a big but, tree, yeah. <laughs> and it doesn't matter how long this board game takes, because the bear is happy to nap for as long as uh, as they wish. And uh, there's no... There's, other than the physical restrictions, there's no other actual restrictions on, on the board game itself. Uh, is there anything that I particularly missed on that? Peace must not fall down. Well, yes. Yeah, he falls down, you element. die. So whoever it was that dropped it dies. Does the game continue uh, in this case? And then <laughs> no. the bear just goes like, oh, I ate the person and now I'm, I'm, I'm still hungry, but I'll just go back to my nap. I mean, that's, that might be something you'd have to find out yourself. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. That's in the <laughs> next episode. Yes. <laughs> of bear shenanigans. Yeah. Um, okay. So I think that we've got that. Is there any... Rough. Is it? Do we do we have ideas for games? Is it? Are we getting to that point? Have you got any other questions you want to ask? More very important questions about the bear that potentially gives you that that cusp on the. Oh yeah, that recommendation really needed it. Like, what's their personality? Mm. Are they are they a friendly bear? In, but they just they're so hungry. They're hangry, or is it? Are, are you going to try and make the bear play the game with you? Is it? Yeah, maybe. Okay. All right. Uh, the bear is not friendly. The bear wants no. to eat you. Oh, the oh. bear. We know this about him. Yeah. yeah. The the okay. bear is. He might have a bit of a cheeky streak, but mm. he's not gonna. You know, he's he's you know, food. <laughs> he doesn't play with his food. Literally. Well done. Well done. <laughs> nice. I like it. That's perfect. Why didn't I think of that? Okay, um, I do. I have a game that jump, jumped to mind immediately, and I haven't been able to think of anything else because I've just been like, "This, this is, is the same." I've yeah. been circling around this one game because I, I kind of went one facet of the game like requirement, and I just can't. If you're an athlete, you know the greatest motivator of all is the fear of letting your teammates down. After all, a team is only as good as its weakest link. So you owe it to those wearing the same jersey as you to be your best every time you step on the field. That's why there's no vape in team. When you vape, you can expose your lungs to toxic chemicals that can damage your lungs. If you're a step behind, the team's a step behind. Brought to you by The Real Cost 
and the FDA. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Think of anything else that meets it. Um, so I'm just trying to like rack my brains and find any other game that at least gives me an option so I can say I picked the best of the ones that I thought of yeah. rather than just the one game that I thought of. I've eliminated loads based on this very <laughs> awesome scenario, well, but good. I just can't find a suitable enough one. Um, there's always something wrong with it. Um, but yeah, I can I'm, definitely use the one. I'm absolutely struggling. Uh, <laughs> literally every game I ever play has like, got quite a lot of pieces. You can always go <laughs> yeah. with the old Spirit Island again. There's <laughs> so many pieces! <laughs> ben Ben has picked Spirit Island on more than one occasion. Oh, as only his... twice? Yeah, that's more than one. one I wasn't lying. Games. <laughs> it's also so one of his good. favorite games. Yeah. I mean, it is a good game. I'm not going to, you know. <laughs> I just find it, it just, it just racks, it just causes me to think too much. <laughs> I just kind of let myself take a backseat in that, when I'm playing that game. I'm just going to be like, someone else make the plan for me i just want to pick the card <laughs> and then somebody else can deal with the the decisions from that point on it's too much and i like heavy games which is so dumb like i love these big chunky games but this one for some reason just doesn't fit well with the way my brain works i think that makes sense yeah i mean i'm happy i i might just have a little browse on my uh on my social media just to see if there's any other game that kind of stands out but i think i'm just gonna end up sticking with the one that i picked all right, so let's get to some recommendations. Who would like to go first? I feel like I always take the first. I'm going to go. I'm going to take a step back this time. I feel like I want to go last. All right, Ben, would you like to go? I'll go for it. Yeah. Um. So I'm going to pitch um, Snake Oil as a board game, which you may or may not have heard of. There's a lot of games like it. There's um, Fun Employed, to name another, um, and many others besides. Essentially, you're going to get a small hand of cards. I think it's four. And you're going to take it in turns to combine two of those cards and pitch them as a product that you're going to try and sell to one of the players. And every other player in the game will also pitch their own products by combining two of their cards. And it's more of like a like an improv um, sort of sales pitch game than it is like a sort of a strategy or a puzzle game. Um and after everyone's given their their pitch about who's created the best product or item, that person decides which one fits the bill best, and that person gets a point. And then we move around. The next person will pick, and all the other players will will have to pitch their ideas. Um, so there is in these kind of games also usually like a scenario, a card that prompts the scenario that everyone has to pitch for. So in Fun Employed, there'll be a job, a, a wacky job opening, and then people have to combine the bizarre skills they've got on their cards to explain why they're the best person for the job. I think this would be a great game because A, it's a lot of fun and everyone enjoys it. It's very easy to explain and to learn and to play. But also, there are each player will only have to hold four cards, which I feel like most people can hold on to four cards without dropping them. Hopefully. <laughs> How are you going to track points? Uh, you hand the scenario card that everyone's pitching their ideas for is also the point. So when you win the point, you, you take the card from the player and you can just stick that in your pocket. <laughs> Very good. 
Very good. So I think it's simple. It's effective. You can play it for as long as you need to. You can do, it'll easily last over 10 minutes. You can do first to three points or whatever you like. Um, and, you know, people can write their own little uh, prompts and say, you know, what makes you the best person to escape from a hungry bear, for for example? <laughs> yeah. Write with what, um, though, Ben? With what? <laughs> you don't write anything. Oh, I see. Right. Yeah. If you're going to write your own scenario, you could just make it up. You could just say it. That's there's true. no hidden mechanic there. You could just come up with your own scenario and say, Explain to me why you're the best person to save us from a bear today. And then you, everyone <laughs> give it their go, and then that person gets to fight the bear and prove that they're the best. <laughs> uh, the, the only reason I mentioned that is because in my own thinking of a game, I was thinking any games with like pens with caps or or any mm. even like pencils which have the you know the ability to to fall down. I was like trying to stay away from those. Smart. Yeah, I mean, do pencil shavings count as a piece? Oh yeah, what is the lightest thing that would uh, <laughs> not wake the bear? You'll have to pre-sharpen these. But yeah, you, yeah, pre-sharpen them. I, I, think, <laughs> I, I think we can discard broken pencils as a as a danger. You know, that's pretty. Yeah, safe. what about the nib? Would the nib, if it snapped <laughs> off, would that wake the bear up? Yes. No, I, that, no. I, I think if it's a normal thing like a pencil. Well, no, if if the pencil is... Okay, so here's the thing. Are the pencils included in the game? Oh, then it's a component. Then it's a component. Right, but they're also made of wood, which is like a tree branch. And a tree branch Mm. falling down (laughs) wouldn't wake the bear. Imagine if the, the rubber whole branch isn't. fell down. Does it have a rubber? <laughs> that wouldn't make the bear. Yeah, that, that was the whole idea. If if what if the rubber breaks off? If you're trying to raise it, right? Breaks off, falls down. No, I say <laughs> component if, falling down wakes the bear up. If right? it's included in the game. Yes. Okay. Mm. Fair. Even fair. if it looks akin to a leaf or some <laughs> form of tree, <laughs> or a feather. doesn't matter. Yeah. <laughs> oh, like a Okay, so yeah, that's that's my pitch. I don't know if you have any any questions. How long has it been since you've played Snake Oil? Because that game is ancient. Mm, a long time, <laughs> at least sort of eight nine years, I think. Yeah. yeah, that was a blast from the past. I was like, oh yeah, that exists. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> There's a lot that do, as you said, re-implement that sort of idea. But yeah, it's, it's a pretty standard mechanic for lots of games. I think um, there's a unicorn battle game i forget what that one's called that's a very similar mechanic uh yeah i've got it from 2010 which in board gaming terms is a lifetime <laughs> hmm. it's like a secondary school student <laughs> oh no <laughs> it's a teen <laughs> oh no it's the worst <laughs> um okay right Sorry. do you want to go for it rich uh i have come up with a game uh which is done by one of our Favorite publishers, uh, which is Buttonshy Games, and it oh, is called Numsters. So I Ooh. is introduced to this at the UK Games Expo actually, and um, Numsters is a primarily solo game. Well, no, it's a solo game. Mm-hmm. So my my theory was I'm not going to put anybody else into harm's way. I'm not going to risk other people dying. I'm not doing Sherlock and Moriarty. I'm just like, <laughs> no, if one person has to, to deal with this situation, it's going to be me. I got myself into the situation, so I'm getting myself out of it as well. So Numsters has 18 cards on. It is a solo game, and the idea is that I think it's inspired by the old adage 789 as in mm-hmm. seven, literally eight, nine. And mm-hmm. the idea is that you have um, these 18 cards and they have numbers on and some of them have special powers. 
and it's a game where you're with a small stack of cards and you're trying you pull a card out and then one you get to manipulate the hand slightly so you get to change positions of a couple of cards and then one eats the other and you've got one card which is a mouth and that's what <laughs> helps eat and the yeah. idea is that if the mouth ends up ascending to the top you lose the game so you have to be very careful about the way in which you manipulate the deck um and it's not you're not going to win it all the time so it's quite a good solo game the way it had originally been pitched to me was that you could you could play it in a queue you could have one pocket <laughs> is going to be your like discard one is your deck and then you've got the kind of cards that you're playing with and i'm like well, that's basically perfect for sitting in a tree and just yeah. managing your own hands. Um, very, there's, there's, there is, there are components, but they're very few. But it's still a good game, and it's supposed to take exactly ten minutes. So overall, it hits Ooh. quite a few of those boxes. Um, wow, nice! And the artwork is is quite interesting as well. It's quite an interesting card. Okay, I have I have a question. Yes. I own most of the Buttonshy catalog. How did you manage to pick the one of the very few <laughs> games of theirs that I've never even played? It did only come out this year. Okay. So unlike okay. Ben's ancient board game, this is actually a very very <laughs> recent and it's also fairly well rated as well. So other people think this is a good game too. Whether or not you take into account those ratings. I was only going to say, like, I, I enjoyed the pitch and I just loved the fact that you left the end bit. The artwork is quite interesting. <laughs> <laughs> so it's good I bit, mean, good bit, good bit. <laughs> it reminds me of, there used to be like a, a comic, not a comic, like an, a cartoon that was about monsters um, in, I swear they were in like a junkyard or something. or like a, And it just reminds me of that kind of style of uh, cartoon. Was it like the guy with the really big mouth? Like, yeah, the, possibly that. Like a pink clay thing. Um, yeah, I think I know the cartoon you're on about. And immediately when you said a mouth, mm. that's the that is the exact mouth that I was thinking of. How weird! Incredible. There you go. And I've never I, seen I like that, game. that there's eating in this game, right? <laughs> that's I, I, that's very good, I think. And if you fail, then you get in. So yeah, it's it's also <laughs> yeah, that thematic yeah. is running through. Yeah. Incredible, <laughs> incredible, actually. Pick. <laughs> uh, do you have any questions, or do you want Russ to pitch, and then you can answer any questions that come up? Yeah, I think I I I, I want to hear Russ's yeah, now. Yeah. Mm -hmm. All right. So um, I've been circling around this idea in my head ever since you set the scenario about you know pieces falling bad. So that's the main thing, right? So I was trying to think of games that you can play almost entirely inside the box, but even still, there's some really clever entries in that uh, category that utilize the box, but they all involve pieces. Um, there's a game, I don't even know the name of it, but it's a really clever one where you drop a, a ball into the box and then the the way that the pieces flip over is part of the game plan. That's, that's so clever, but completely useless for this scenario. So I was thinking, what games do you play almost entirely inside the box? And one game that came to me quite late was a game called Wavelength, which I'm sure you've heard of. And again, yeah. one of the very few other games that I've backed on Kickstarter. So I feel like it's a theme for this episode, so I'm going with it. Um, Wavelength, if you, if you don't know the game, is about subjective measurements on a scale. So every game um, you give the this kind of weird dial mechanism um, to a player and they're going to spin it so that the kind of 
there's like kind of a zone on this dial which which is meant to sit on a random part of this this scale. The player whose turn it is is going to see that scale and then close up that dial so only they know where it sits. And then they get a card which might range from, for example, like hot to cold or fashionable to unfashionable. And they need to give a clue to the rest of their team so that when presented with this clue, they guess that it sits at the right place on the scale. And the closer you get to this right place, the more points you score. It's a really cool concept, and I knew that it's one of those few games that when I heard the pitch of it, you know, you have a scale and you have to give a clue to get them to guess the right point in that scale. So it's all subjective. I thought it was really clever. Not only that, but this game is very nicely produced as well. The whole game can be played inside of the box because everything sits nicely inside the scale, which can be removed, has a really nice like, slot that it sits into quite sturdily and the trap the points are tracked using these sort of like divots inside the box as well so you just need to move them up on the divots to track your points the cards have a nice slot inside as well even the rule book has a space to place it so you all you need to do is open the box lid put the box lid underneath and then just sit the scale up and you've got pretty much the game ready to go so that's another selling point to it there's no danger of rolling or or falling pieces but it's also just a really solid game that does um create quite a lot of um discussion and reaction so um yeah i mean it's a solid game that i can't believe we haven't recommended on this podcast before but it's it's wavelength how many people are you dragging to their death yeah, um, yeah. Uh, technically only one person's going to die in this, uh, <laughs> but <laughs> irrelevant. If the, the risk of somebody dying is slow because you have picked the appropriate game, then you can technically play this with, you can the, legally, I guess, four people minimum because you're playing it in teams. But I have a variant that I um, either discovered or came up with that you can play it with three people. Um, and it, even I've seen people playing it in two in our cafe because they just like the idea of trying to guess the other player's concept, uh, like scale. It's the same reason that sometimes you'll see people playing cards against humanity, um, as a two player because they just want a bit of silliness and they don't really care about the rules of the game. They just want to, mm. or what you meme I should have said as a more appropriate, um, uh, like alternative in that you be the judge kind of, uh, category but yeah it's just about coming up with discussions and funny stuff basically <laughs> i have a question about yes. wavelength um how would you ensure that the self-contained game in the box remained in the tree oh you would literally just hold the box you can you can play it I by see. holding the box because you literally don't need to have the box resting down at any part of the game. You would just stand there, like, holding... Yeah, just literally holding onto the box. I see. And then when it's the other player's turn, you hand them the box for I them see. to, like... No, see, that's the part. I, I'm sorry, I've been stuck on this in my brain since ever you mentioned Wavelength and said it all fits in the box. But what you forget is that you have to pass the box. And as we've established, I don't, I don't, I don't want to rules lawyer you, but it's, <laughs> but it's hot, sweaty summer... <laughs> <laughs> you know hands are slippy nerves are shot right you have to pass the box there's, there's an element of danger there well i would argue that if you were to have a game resting on a branch 
uh, where you have people movement moving, it's actually less risky to have two hands holding onto the box the whole time rather than leaving it resting on the branch itself where the movement of the people on the branch might affect it. So that's where I was kind of going for. I was actually thinking if you had the whole box itself, I'm going to trust me holding onto a box if my life is on the line rather than just having it sitting it between me and very other nervous people on this sort of shaking branch. I uh, I really hear that board gamers work very well in a death, uh, high tension mm. death in right. environments. I um, think that's true. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. They've all got hands of steel. I've yeah. never seen anyone like drop a, a component from a board game on the floor. Yeah, no. let alone I mean, a whole box. <laughs> Ro- technically, Ross only needs to trust himself, right? Like, doesn't really matter if someone else loves <sighs> it and you know pulls <laughs> up. It's I'm on them, sure. I guess. I would want bits of tree in my board game box, though. Is that what you're worrying about? Right now? <laughs> yes. <laughs> yeah. Because okay. you get it. Because if someone is holding the box the entire time, how long does that game take? I, I can't remember. Uh, but however long it takes, you're going to be holding that. Bugs are falling in. Bits of branch leaves are falling in. Sweat's going in there. Your hands are sticky. Uh, to be fair, the, uh, you'd be alive. And um, also, that's the risk of all of these uh, games, right? If you've got the box just sitting there or, or a board, you're going to have that that situation. Um, at least then they'll be self-contained and you can put it in and then run away from the bear and empty them out sometime in the future. <laughs> yeah, see, I, I think I'm leaning towards an answer and I think sadly it's obvious, but it's it's got to be the button shy game because it doesn't even come in a box. It comes in a wallet. It doesn't come in a box. Yeah. But the only mm. problem with the button shy games is even in our temperate climate, uh, yeah. the wallet sticks together quite often. And sure, sometimes, but, but you don't need the wallet. You just put it back uh, in your pocket, right? Wait. Yeah. And sometimes I have opened a button shy game and it has the stickiness of the <gasps> plastic has started like pulling out one of the cards. Oh, I mean, okay, yeah. So, I've I never mean, noticed that, but not, I believe you. Not fully, obviously. It doesn't yeah. fly out. But, yeah. Well, yeah. that's the important part, that it doesn't fly out, right? True. I'm yeah. on the lane side. Um, <laughs> 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 well, how, how are you feeling? What are you feeling? Do, do you, what am I feeling? You. Um, are you in Russ's wavelength? Mm, are, are, are you me. buying the snake oil? Go on. <laughs> Go on, do a third one. Put the I, button shy. Are you counting the numbsters? I don't know. Sorry, that, that ran out. Right, yeah, it did, didn't it? Uh, I, I don't know. I, I'm, I'm put off with this, this wavelength thing uh, yeah. that you would have an open box in the tree. Okay. Um, <laughs> Only heathens would do that. Uh, yeah, yeah. And the fact, like you said, that your hands are going to be slippery and passing a box, and it, it's, your arms are going to ache. You, you're going to think mm. that they're not because you pick it up and you go, "Well, that's that's pretty light. There's nothing to it." Yeah. And after 20 minutes, you'll be falling on the ground. You know. Do you know when I was 14, I, I once had to hold a flagpole just with oh, my hands done. in a yes. church yes. for like the entire ceremony. Right? It was a nightmare. I yes. hated it. Yeah. Uh, I'll never forget it. It was uh, so horrible. I, I once carried a full dinner set home from a, a shop, yeah. right? Because I picked it up and I thought, that's not that heavy. And then after 10 minutes of walking home with mm. it, my arms uh, were going to fall off. So mm. uh, I, I think that might be that kind of situation. And I think it would be risky. Mm. Um, so I can I'm, just I'm, imagine that if you're trying to hand it to two hands each time, people are going to be like, 
balance is an issue in those trees, right? Right. right. So, I mean, yeah, I mean, if you fall out of the tree yourself while you're trying to take the box, that's, mm. that's, I'm, I mean, I'm not a component too. of the game. <laughs> this is true. This is true. Okay, well, maybe it's not then. Uh, maybe Loop that's off. fine. Yeah, Luke. Can I just run? <laughs> well, no, it, the stipulation is that you must finish the game to completion. Oh, that's Ooh. true. Okay. In the tree. In the tree, yeah. Okay. Um, hmm. You're, you're thinking Buttonshire, right? Yeah, I'm leaning towards it. You. Yeah, I think if you had like a shirt where you had mm. some top pockets or, or something, mm. like if you were trying to do it in your jeans or whatever, and you were like fiddling about and leaning over <laughs> trying to pull out cards. Yeah. Right. Having a really great time also, up there, guys. Yeah, you <laughs> yeah. might topple off. I mean, I, I, I'm sort of like, okay, I think snake oil is, is a close second, but it does involve other people, you know, and yes. that, that is, again, you know, like, like from a moral perspective, right? Oh, but from a morale perspective, <laughs> to be with people in a tree trying to get away from a bear it might not be a bad thing. You would have something to talk about yeah. probably mm. forever. Yeah, yeah. So, Remember the time we played a board game and tried not to wake the bear up? Yes. <laughs> because it would eat us? Yeah. We tried Those not to days. drop a component on its head because it would eat mm-hmm, us. Mm-hmm, yeah. Mm. Yeah. You'd, you'd, you'd be the, the life of the old people's home telling that story. <laughs> Um, Remember that time Russ dropped wavelength and got eaten by a bear? Yes. <laughs> hey, I didn't drop it. Story. <laughs> We've already established that. <laughs> yeah, okay, let's let's go with... I, I like snake oil. I like the sound of it, though. Um, have you ever played it? Yes, we, yes, we have. Yeah? Yes, mm. I played it with no, you. No, I mean, I remember playing it. I just didn't remember if it was with you or yes. not. Okay. Um, but I have not played this button shy game mm. uh, because we don't have it. Uh, so I don't know what it's like. But that, I like button shy games. I'm I'm immediately as, intrigued. As I do. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Mm. Yeah. Let's go with that. Yeah. 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 It's numsters. It's numsters. Yeah. Whee. Nice. Well done, Rich. Yay! Amazing. <laughs> well, I think I have Obviously, you picked the uh, the correct game. Uh, well done to all the other <laughs> op- op- options as well, apart from Russ's, which definitely wouldn't have worked. <laughs> <laughs> I literally, I'm so, I'm so, you know what? I can't speak. <laughs> well, if you think Sorry, that Ross. you can play uh, Wavelength in a tree without dropping any of the peak components or a box, please let us know uh, in the comments below anyway. Um, <laughs> thank you so much for joining us for this. Uh, where can people find you guys? Uh, they can find us in two places. They can find us on YouTube.com. It's a website. Some people know about it. Uh, if you type Finished. in no pun included, then one of one of the results will be us, I think, probably, likely, uh, into the search bar. And There's a we, cartoon of our faces yes. as our logo, so you should yeah. be able, yeah. yeah, and our dog as well. And our dog. Uh, yeah. Do you want to tell them about the podcast? We also have a podcast, uh, which you can find in all your normal podcast places, which is called Talk Cardboard. I really liked the artwork that you had done for, I think it was for the podcast. It just looks absolutely amazing. Mm. Uh, that is by Nick Nazero. He is very talented. Uh, he did such a great job. Uh, we, we basically said to him, we want this. And then it took him like a week and mm. he came back with exactly how we imagined it would look like. And uh, that was brilliant. And way better than we'd explained. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. <laughs> It does look great. Um, yeah, he did such a great job. 
Amazing. Well, thank you so much for for joining us. Um, thank you. And Ben, where can people find us? Mm, well, we are also wherever you find your podcasts. We're also on YouTube, so please leave a like or a five star review and share with your friends. We'll see you next time. Goodbye. Bye. Bye. Bye.